All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. Thank you for joining in with me today. Yeah, it's just me, Chad. Uh, everybody else has got the day off. Man, it must be nice. But I love you guys so much. I had to come in here and talk to you about a few things, a few observations that I have recently made. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it'll be my perspective and my perspective only. We got our run camp coming up tomorrow, and um, we're really looking forward to that. If you guys are interested in getting into running, I would ask you to please consider checking out NuffSaidRunning.com. Chili and I, and also Blake, Blake's in a few scenes, we filmed an entire masterclass about running, teaching you how to run, what gear to buy, uh, how to eat, how to train, um, mindset, uh, techniques, the whole nine yards, a lot of information, enough said running. So it's about a 10-part series you can buy online. Watch it at your own pace whenever you want to. You get access to the videos as soon as you purchase the course. It's 99 bucks, less than the cost of a new pair of running shoes. And then once you take the course, we have these two-day run camps, which we'll be doing the first one tomorrow, where we get to spend time on the trail together. We get to take you guys to some of our favorite spots and um, go deeper on becoming a better runner and ultra runner if if you want to run ultra. So check it out, man. All right, let's dig right into this. One of uh one of the wildest observations that I made during our trip to Texas was the absolute lawlessness of the cities where we stayed. Uh, we spent the most time in I guess you could say New Orleans and then Austin. We spent multiple days in Austin and a few hours in New Orleans, and then we spent a little time on the outskirts of Dallas, but not much. Now, you guys know me. I live back in the woods, and I don't leave much. I don't go to cities very much. And uh, so I haven't seen the, the progressive deterioration that some of you guys may have been exposed to. It kind of hit me all at once. From what I saw in these cities, it seemed to me as if these places had become completely lawless in, in a sense. Um, and it, um, it, it hit me all at once. It hit me all at once. You know, I've been hearing, obviously, like you guys over the past few years, the attacks that have come out against law enforcement and uh, just how they are being perceived, how they're, uh, I don't know, how they're, they've kind of been left, left out to dry. And what it seemed like to me, because there was zero law enforcement presence in these lawless areas, it seemed to me as if police officers have 
lost the ability to target crime or to be offensive uh, against crime. Now, I get that. I just didn't realize it had it had happened. I, I get the reason why. I mean, when you when you're doing that job, and I'm sure we have a lot of police officers listening to this, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's got to be disheartening when you're doing that job and you feel like no one has your back. Uh, the courts, um, the the citizens, uh, no one feels like feels like no one has your back. I could only imagine a lot of you guys have had to or have had that feeling, a lot of you guys that do that job and girls. But, you know, for instance, we touched on it a little bit on the last podcast. Um, in New Orleans, a, a band of hoodlums had taken over an entire intersection in downtown and completely shut the intersection down to do burnouts in the street. And there was, there was no one, no authority there to stop that from happening. Um, shut down any movement in and out of that area. You know, in, in Austin, you know, there on the outskirts, we, again, we hit on it a little bit on the last podcast. We were trying to find places to run, and we would pull up to these trailheads and every parking space in the parking lot was covered in broken glass. And there were signs up saying, lock it up, take it with you, or hide it. Essentially, fend for yourself. Because apparently law enforcement has been degraded to the point that they're only going to show up if someone calls them. Uh, they've lost the ability to be proactive in targeting crime. I don't know. It hit me freaking sideways, man. And what it made me realize is that as things deteriorate uh, and the fabric of our nation and culture continues to become unraveled more and more, the the reality is going to become more and more evident to you guys that no one is going to come and save you. No one is going to prevent uh, you from encountering potentially dangerous situations or uh, becoming a victim of violent crime. They're there's going to be less and less uh, protection for you as a law-abiding citizen. When you get that through your head, you, I, I hope you begin to realize why it is important for you to strive for your own personal excellence. Um why it is important for you to be skilled enough to take care of yourself, to defend yourself, uh, to provide 
for yourself uh, and, and provision meaning you can provide your own safety security um, you can you can handle situations that you might find yourself in because no one is coming to save you you know I harp so much on training training physical physically mentally and actually training to learn new skills that will serve you when you become a skilled human being and you strive for personal ex excellence you become dangerous to these criminals and you're no longer a soft target we should all take into consideration what is happening around us in our culture and we should all step up our game and stay dangerous essentially you know how do i tie this my observation of what is happening in these cities how do i tie it into scripture well i think that this is the fulfillment of scripture and i was just reading this morning and it was pretty pretty astounding uh, i didn't seek this portion of scripture out i just happened to be reading through it it's in second timothy chapter three um scripture sa scripture says know this that in the last days perilous times shall come now in that verse the word perilous could also be translated as fierce so fierce times will come uh perilous times shall come and then scripture goes on to tell us why the times are going to be so fierce and it says in verse 2 for men shall be lovers of them them of their own selves they shall be covetous um they shall be boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontent fierce and despisers of all those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure <clears throat> more than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away if this these six verses seven one oh yeah, six verses um if this isn't an accurate description of the majority of population in these cities the majority of humans in our nation i don't know what is and so we see this unfolding scripture says from such turn away <laughs> to me means stay out of these freaking cities and um 
Another thing that struck me about this portion of Scripture is, let's see, where it says, despisers of all that are good. Now, I've been feeling this real, real heavy in my own life. Despisers of those that do good. You know, the bigger our plat my platform or, or the bigger the more reach that we have uh the bigger things get which by by no means is any do i don't get any credit for that um i believe the only way we have the platform that we have is uh divine intervention <laughs> Because it makes no sense how we have been able to spread our message so vastly and widely uh, speaking about the things that we speak about. But the bigger we get, the more hate comes our way. And I'm talking about brutal, brutal hatred of me the things that I stand for, uh, the things that I say, and it has increased probably tenfold over the last just few months. And it's hard to, uh, it's in a way difficult to take that if you if you're kind of, if you kind of stand alone. But luckily, Christ warned us that this would happen. In the book of John, Jesus speaks in chapter 15, and he says, If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. He's warning us here. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world and I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And he keeps telling us, remember the word that I said unto you. If they've persecuted me, they will persecute you. This is a uh, just helped me so much to reconcile with the hate that I know will increase as Christ increases our ability to put his gospel out into this lawless world. Um, he again tells us to remember, but these things I have told you that when the time shall come, you will remember that I told you. And these things I have not said unto you at the beginning because I was with you. Now he's speaking to his disciples. This really, really helped me reconcile with it. I don't know, guys. All I can say is my faith is the most important thing, the most important gift that I have received 
in my entire life. And without it, I would be crushed. I would be absolutely crushed. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about here, speaking of um, being hated by the world, one thing that is really, really, uh, really, really hits people sideways is when you're honest about your mistakes. I tried to be as honest as I possibly can when I put out stories and information and, and memories and mistakes that I've made in my life. I try to be as honest as I can. And it freaking hits people sideways, man. And what I want to encourage you guys today to do is to try to be in a place where you where you are as honest about your mistakes and your failures as you are about your accomplishments. All right? Try to reach that level. Um, I talk a lot about mistakes that I made and my, you know, times in my life when I had bad ad- a bad attitude and, or maybe I did something stupid and I'll continue to talk about those things and really unfold that picture before you guys' eyes more and more. What I want you to realize is the reason that I'm special today is because I have made more mistakes throughout the course of my life than most people. (laughs) That's the honest-to-God truth. And I'm, uh, like, I'm just now coming to that conclusion. What... What makes me different today than most people is the simple fact that I have made more mistakes than most people, and I just haven't quit. I just kept going. I never allowed any of those, and some, some of the mistakes that I've made have been massive. I never allowed any of those to take me out of the fight, and I just kept going. Now, I could very easily paint a picture of myself as being this um, perfect person that never made any any mistakes because I have plenty of accomplishments that I could talk about, and that's all I could ever talk about. But here's another great thing about sharing your screw-ups all right, and the lessons learned from those screw-ups is when you can learn to be honest about everything, it makes you untouchable. No one can hold anything over your head. When you are upfront and honest about not being perfect, but as soon as you decide to try to look perfect, there are people out there who have seen you at your worst 
There are people out there who know mistakes, know about the mistakes that you have made, right? And if you're not being honest about not being perfect, those people that know you're not perfect, they always have something on you to hold over your head, to put you down about. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty and you don't hold anything back about who you are and you stop giving a crap what other people think about you, you become untouchable, uncorruptible by anyone. So, there you go, guys. That's what I got to share with you today. Please, if you are not taking your own personal excellence seriously, that being your physical fitness, your skills, your ability, your mental toughness, your spiritual health, if you are not striving to master, nourish, and maintain those aspects of yourself, and grow. Please, change your trajectory and get serious about becoming a sovereign individual that can handle whatever comes your way. Because as wickedness gains more and more traction, there's going to be less and less chance that anyone is going to come and save you. Preach the gospel wherever you go. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Do not forget that there is power that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ. And Christ is in you. Enough said.